Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here for another week of the RJP Rewind, celebrating the month of July, rolling on as we're talking about the epic 2003 Joe Millionaire from Fox. And let's bring in a man who is never hiding his secret identity from the listeners. Here is the great Chappelle. Rob, I thought you were going to say, like, the man who is also epic. I thought this was my time to get my yeah, compliment. Well, and, of course you're epic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Would you like to be the fine. epic Chappelle? I mean, if Joe Millionaire, within six episodes, can be epic, I think I can be epic I as well. We've had more episodes than that. was epic, but it was, okay, I mean, it was a whatever. huge show. Oh, it, it was. I think I'm equally huge. <laughs> I am Joe Millionaire huge yes. in my mind. We my would heart. not have Joe Lie without Joe Millionaire. Yes. Or without Chappelle. Why are you not giving me my flowers today? It's fine. Yeah. I, I see what, we're, what time we're on today. It's, I mean, it's no, cool. I, I, we, maybe we could do like <laughs> March Chappelle. Well, no, <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> Sh- April. What do you, what do you want? No. April. Hmm. No, no, put a pin in that. <laughs> we, can, we might have some there. Let me workshop it and see what happens. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll work on getting you your own month. But in the meantime, let's welcome in our guests to talk about the great uh, Joe Millionaire. Okay. Uh, Jason Reed is here. Jason, how are you? Rob, I'm doing awesome. Uh, if you had told me in 2003 that I'd be podcasting with Rob Sesternino and Chappelle about Joe Millionaire, I'd be like, I get to podcast with Dave Chappelle? <laughs> hey, 2003 was the best year for all of us i think yeah. it was a low <laughs> point for me as a Chappelle. But i think dave had a good year <laughs> yeah dave no, jason, evan mariotte and me 2003 was uh i think the <laughs> top year uh jason how are you doing i'm doing good man. how are you guys <laughs> that was the big three from 2003 i think yeah Rob, Jason, and Chappelle, or, or Dave, Rob, and, <laughs> and Evan, Mary, Rob, and Evan. Hey, Rob, and Evan. Uh, but and I'm very excited to talk about this one. I think this is going to be a, a fun episode of the podcast to talk about uh, Joe Millionaire. Of course, we kicked off Joe Lie last week talking about Joe Schmo, which again, without Joe Millionaire, uh, there would be no Joe Schmo. I mean, this was really like the first show that said, "Like, hey, we're going to trick people." Um, this show. Is full of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So when someone mentions Joe Millionaire, I smile a little bit because it was like it pioneered this idea that reality TV is 
a cultural phenomenon and everybody has to stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Survivor had already did the things, right? But after Survivor, Joe Millionaire was the next big, like, you know, ratings, you know, hog. Phenomenon. For, yeah. yeah, I mean, it just came in and took over, like, came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, and it is going, it's going to end up, uh, like, hitting, like, almost, like, the similar highs to the first season of Survivor in that it will culminate in 40 million people watching the finale, and there are other reality uh, TV phenomenons. Maybe, uh, like, American Idol is going to, uh, like, uh, maybe, like, hit some numbers like that along the way, but this is, like, it got really huge, but is un- unlike Survivor, like a true flash in the pan in that uh, it was a short run. The second edition was a bomb and uh, they were never able to recapture the magic of the Joe Millionaire phenomenon. Yeah, it burned yeah. brightly and faded fast. Uh, I think probably less than a year after this was over, Evan Marriott's back doing construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got a few like uh, he he does the the circuit that you know at the time most people did the talk shows. Yeah, uh, the Mad TV appearance. Uh, I think he even hosted a short lived dating show after that, but that was about it. Yeah, Jason, um, were you a big Joe Millionaire guy? Is that why you wanted to talk about it here with us today? At the time of airing, I wasn't a big Joe Millionaire guy, but it was mostly through like word of mouth afterwards. And I, I remember at the time in 2003, um, the huge like, uh, you know, spin around the show, the huge like talking yeah. around the show, like this, this is outrageous. They're going to trick these ladies into thinking this guy is, uh, you know, a millionaire. And, and watching the show now, I, I can't understand really the, uh, the hubbub about this guy. He seemed like a kind of like a, I don't, an ape walking around. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> no personality to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he does I mean, give lunch vibes. I, I yeah, recall, yeah. I don't recall watching every episode. I might have glanced at it. My mom was probably watching it, and I like looked up and watched it. But I, all I remember from that time was the the big fanfare about the show. Yeah. So. I believe that there was a lot of hype around the show. And I think this had to do with, you know, it was a Fox show. It was airing in January of uh, 2003. Uh, I believe that Fox promoted the hell out of this. And I do feel like specifically during like Fox NFL broadcasts, like I think that there was like it, it captured like both men and women so basically you had sort of like the whatever early like audience was like checking out the bachelor but then also i think it appealed to men that it was like oh we're tricking these people oh you gotta (laughs) see this so it was just a like a a mega phenomenon i i wonder if i could play this uh i think i have a trail uh play the trailer for uh what they were doing for joe millionaire oh okay meet Evan Marriott. Income, $19,000 a year. He's eating a burger and fries. What will happen when this average Joe is transformed into a multi-millionaire? Thank you. And then that's the premise of the show. That, that might have been the opening credits and not so <laughs> much a teaser. Intro, yeah. yeah, that's the intro for the show. Uh, but hey, that's the idea. Here's a guy who allegedly is a construction worker making uh, $19,000 a year. Uh, in truth, uh, Jason, what he's probably like a model actor, right? 
Uh, so I believe it was revealed during uh, the, the press for the show that he had done a little bit of modeling in the beginning, but according to, to the records, like he's, that's what he's claiming with that he was only a construction worker making 19,000. Not, I'm not sure back in 2003 economics, what the, uh, the quality of life is at yeah. the point of <laughs> like, but I don't think it was great. Yeah. Chappelle, you're shaking your head. <laughs> no, he's like a day laborer. If you making 19,000 a year right. doing yeah. like construction, you know, that the uh, construction is manual labor, but it's, it ain't giving you you know, right. $19,000 a year. You're going to make a, a little money. You'll be able to feed yourself. When I used to yeah. do like a attempt to do stand up, uh, that uh, there was a guy who was like doing like uh like like he was like the the um main person uh like uh like he was like a real stand up comedian, but he would like do a joke about how like uh and then what's with this reality TV? You got this Joe millionaire. My question is, what kind of construction worker only makes nineteen thousand dollars a year? Bingo. This guy must be the worst construction worker. <laughs> outraged, outrage, that guy, that uh, <laughs> Goomba Johnny did not like that they said <laughs> it was uh, $19,000 a year for a construction worker. Yeah, I would quit. Would mm-hmm. you like, I mean, look, I'm in Texas. It sounds like Joe Millionaire might be, I mean, Evan Marriott might be somewhere from the South. So, I mean, just based off of his uh, his accent. Uh, you could not pay me $19,000 to be out in the hot ass sun like that for a, a, a year. No, absolutely not. So mm-hmm. he's either really, really bad at his job or he's lying. And you know what? <laughs> I don't put it past this guy because we obviously can't trust him. Yeah. I feel like he likes his job because in the, in the episode, we saw a bulldozer here about tripped over himself, wanting to go and, and <laughs> get on the bulldozer. <laughs> He's it's like, a bulldozer. Hey, you're you the first one who ever pointed that out. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I love bulldozers. Not because I'm a nineteen thousand dollar a year construction worker. I just really fascinate with heavy machinery. <laughs> you know my trucks. <laughs> so uh, the premise of the show is that I think we took what twenty women and brought them to France mm-hmm. and told them that this man is uh, inherited fifty million dollars and he is looking for love. Uh, the truth is, he's actually a nineteen thousand dollar a year construction worker and then at the end uh then he had to come clean and tell the women that he the truth and then i guess they had to decide if they still wanted to be with him is that correct jason that that, that's the the premise of the show yeah so this is kind of like a big scale like live action catfish like Mm -hmm. before a catfish um so at the end of the show the person he picks uh he has to come clean and tell them that you know uh, he's not a multimillionaire. He's a lowly construction worker making an unbelievable $19,000 a year. And if the woman chooses to stay with him, the twist that we don't really know at this point in the, the show's running is that if she chooses to stay with them, they will both, they will be presented with a check for a um, million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if the woman chooses not to stay with him, uh, Evan Marriott himself only gets the million dollars. So I, I think oh. if Evan knew that, he would be. <laughs> He'd be begging the woman to dump him after, you know, the reveal. Yeah. So he lost $500,000 because the, the woman wanted to stay with him. And, and spoiler alert, the woman that, that he picked did not stay with him. Right. I, I, mean, they, so, they, they, I guess they walked off the set together, but they uh, did not get married. 
That's the right. So spoiler alert, uh, he picks at the end Zora mm-hmm. um, and they break up about a month after they leave the Chateau in France. Yes. Uh, by the way, we'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, we watched uh, an episode that was close to the end. Uh, I couldn't believe that there's only six episodes of the series. Well, which, which episode is this? Is this the fourth episode that we watched? The fifth episode? This is, from what I could tell, this was the fifth. Yeah, okay, what, this is the fifth episode because it got down yeah. to two. And so we'll post the links to it. Uh, I, I no streaming site uh, seemingly wants anything to do with Joe Millionaire. Uh, we're watching some sort of a like a bootleg VHS that has uh, Hebrew subtitles. Yeah, and they're blocking the good subtitles that I can read. Yeah. Right. So like, right. I, if you if you speak Hebrew, then yeah, you're in heaven right here. Mm-hmm. Or you know, but for me, I'm like, what? I can't, I can't understand what they're saying because the quality of the video is bad. Yeah. But at least normally I could like read the subtitles, but the, there's like these big Hebrew subtitles in the way. So I'm like, well, you know, good luck to anybody like myself who can't, can't figure out what's going on on the show because you can barely hear it. It's like they recorded this show on a, on an etch a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the quality is so bad. It's a, you know, 19 year old uh, VHS tape uh, that somebody uploaded to YouTube in 2015. So that's what we're working with. Uh, seemingly, like uh, everybody involved is trying to erase <laughs> Joe Millionaire from existence. Yeah, the internet's not full of, you know, uh, recaps and, you know, things about the show. I found a bunch of recaps from like 2003, which, you know, if you think the show itself in 2003 is bad, look at the recaps and it's full of like, this terrible 2003, you know, just language and this bad stuff going on from 2003, if you can imagine. The written recaps of Joe Millionaire. Yeah. And I had to dig for them and find them, but they were, they were not great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, I read an interview that said they were talking to the butler and they go, hey, Jeeves, why don't you give us the scoop? Uh, Jeeves? <laughs> we asked Jeeves now? <laughs> That's a, they pulled that way out of the 2000s. Yeah, he's good at Alfred, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a host of the show. His name is Paul Hogan, not the uh, Crocodile no, Dundee fame. Yeah, no, diff- different no, Paul no, Hogan. No, 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 Rob. The host yeah. is not Paul. He is just the breakout star of the show. That's how you know this show is insane. Because Paul is just the butler. And he Paul gets overthrew more- the host. <laughs> he overthrew the host. <laughs> the host is in the episode about five minutes at the end. She does the rose ceremony. She comes out and says, good evening, ladies. And then the butler and Joe Millionaire, Evan Marriott, come out and they continue. But yeah. that's all she does. Well, this woman that pops out as the host, I'm like, wait, who the hell is this? Where'd she I come literally from? Stopped, I stopped the show. I was like, what's going on? Who is this? And that's when I started like my digging. I was like, oh, this part, like halfway through the production, they were like, uh, you know who's better and more interesting? Uh, that's Paul. Let's have him do most of this stuff. Yeah, the butler gets way more content than the host. The host ends, like comes from, I believe, she ends up on trading spaces at some point. Alex, Alex McLeod, yeah, McLeod. Yeah, yeah, and she uh, she is technically the host. Paul Hogan is just the butler who everybody said, "Oh my god, he's so interesting. Why don't we just put the camera on him some more?" Like even the f- premiere, from what I understand, it was largely like his point of view of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert. He doesn't know, like, they never tell him that Evan, uh, Evan Marriott is not a millionaire. Like, he's under the, he, really? he's under the, uh, like, impression. Yeah, he's not I thought in, he's on, in it. on it. No, the cat, like, the crew is not in on this at all, except for, like, the, the, like, essential production people, because they don't want them to tip off the women that it could be a hoax. Okay. Ch- Chappelle, is, is Paul <laughs> Hogan is a real butler? 
He's a yeah, real he's butler. He's, you know, what's the um Jason, what's the superhero, like the British superhero uh uh like the franchise where it's like the League of Extraordinary not the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but you know, something like that where they're all like uh secret agents or whatever. He's like from a guild of, <laughs> of butlers yeah, he, like that. He, they got him from a guild of like professional butlers. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But he just so happens to have this great like wit and personality and he became like a superstar. Hmm. Just Paul became be more famous than Evan Marriott at some point during this show. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's so bad because he like I like was like, oh, you know, I had this career, but you know what? I think I could be a butler. Let me reach out to the Butler's Guild and see if they can find me a job, like the temp sur- uh, service. They're like, yeah, there's this TV show that needs a like a butler. Can you do it? He's, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then about four episodes, well, about probably about two or three days in, he's like, this. This kid is not a millionaire. Like, there is no way. He can Paul smell has it. worked. Well, Paul has worked with the upper crust before, you know. Yeah. And he's like, this kid doesn't know a salad fork from a dinner. You know, like, he's not, he's not, you know, like, cultured in that way. Don't get me wrong. You can be, you can have a lot of money and not, you know, have that, uh, that air about you. Yes. But he's just like, there's just some things that you would know if you had this amount of money. He caused shenanigans. He didn't, he didn't spoil it for everybody because he didn't know for sure. But, you know, but Paul was Paul was hip to the game very early, you know, <laughs> in, in the you filming. Gotta think, He's been there. You gotta think by the end, another women were surprised. Because just throughout this episode, right. Evan knows nothing about anything like upper crust. He's asking uh Sarah about like the delicacy she's eating. And she's like, he's talking about the gnocchi, like, yeah, they got a little meat right there. She's like, You mean ravioli? Like mm-hmm. that you have a can? He's like, Yeah. <sighs> Now, they said that he inherited $50 million. Maybe did he recently inherit this money? It would have had to be that same day for this to be a believable (laughs) scam. Because he's like, like, like Jason said, like, oh, a bulldozer. But then you take him to the Chateau de Bolazer and he's like, Oh, uh, what is on the menu? Like he can't mm-hmm. even read the menu. He's looking for chicken tenders. Um, so <laughs> I think, I, I think, yeah, the, the goal is like maybe he inherited it. Maybe it came from like some oil or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it, it's not a believable hoax stepping away from it. But I guess if you're these women and reality TV is so new, maybe you fall for it. Now, did they cast the wrong person for Joe Millionaire? Like, did we really learn anything here uh, on this show? That I think the show was like sort of like uh, trying to prove a point that uh, women only want money. I think that that was, seems to be like that was the premise of the show that they were going for. Uh, but they cast like a like a, a decently handsome man to be on the show. Uh, it, it seemed like the show was more about like embarrassing the women. Uh, should they have gone full like Joe Schmo and cast like uh, somebody who uh, was not dateable at all under any circumstances? Yeah, I mean, according to Evan Merritt himself, uh, which, you know, you can believe it or not, they went through thousands of applicants before they came across Evan Marriott too because he has such a star quality apparently like that he was the only one that could be Joe Millionaire um so yeah I, I it's funny to believe that someone with that like seemingly little personality was was chosen out of thousands to be this person but yeah I think it would have been better if you know it's just some fat slob who's like you know quote unquote undesirable and still see if the women would go for it just for the money yeah, I, yeah. It's like the premise that they wanted us to believe was would you know would the woman still stay with him for the money 
or like, but like really what it is is like, how many people can we like out as quote unquote gold diggers or something mm-hmm. like that? Like how many of these women can we expose that they're only here for the money? They don't really care about who the guy is, but you pick, you know, Evan Marriott, who is like, like movie star looks, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Even if, if they said he didn't have any money, they might still stick around. I mean, we see that on the bachelor all the time. Like mm-hmm. these, you don't know if they have money, but these women are like, whatever. Yeah. I'm in love. This episode three. And that I feel like that, every season of the bachelor is also actually joe millionaire it's like you know we took a guy Mm -hmm. who has really nothing going on except he's like a handsome guy and we put him in a castle and now everybody wants to date him well he had nothing going on before this it's not like any of these bachelor guys are like uh you know i think that maybe they had like one or two like successful people but i mean for the most part like uh he's a fitness instructor uh it's like okay and now these 30 women are fighting over him like what's the difference between the bachelor and joe millionaire well the thing now like nowadays is after even after the bachelor you can still like parlay that into a sure lot. i i think back i think back then the premise should have been okay at the end we'll reveal that joe millionaire is not a millionaire but we will give you a million dollars you can pick a million dollars or you can pick broke ass evan marriott <laughs> i think that would have yeah. been like the, the is it uh, are they there for money or are they there for love but nobody would pick the, him the choice Right. Yeah. yeah, nobody would have. But I just <laughs> think that to to prove the premise of yeah. the show, like, you know, the now you can't do that. Are are women gold diggers or do they want really want love? You know, Chappelle, there was also the show uh, for love or money, which I think that Dr. Will uh, ended up uh, um, um, his wife, I think, was uh, one of the women. I think her name is Paige, uh, who was uh, one of the stars. Of that would you remember that show? I do remember for love or money. Um, and I didn't, I don't think I knew about the Dr. Will thing. Uh, do you have any more information on that? Yeah. I think he met her on the battle of the network reality stars. Yeah. We talked about that on, on the rewind. And then yes. I remember thinking like, man, for love or money, I haven't heard about that in a long time. But yeah, I think the premise, it was like the bachelorette as well. Right. Where it was like, Oh, we got all these people. Uh, and they had to choose between like, I believe like 16 people or something like that. And there was a million dollar check at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Aaron? Oh, Aaron, Aaron was on. Uh, did it I was say the Aaron. Name? Sorry. No, I I don't remember. No, well, I don't remember which one is, is Dr. Will's uh, wife, but I think it was Aaron because she was on the Battle of the Network reality stars. I think that's what it was. Um, but yeah, I don't. Did she at the end? I think she had to choose like $2 million or something like that. She had to give it away or something yeah. like that. It um, seems like that at the early days of reality TV, uh, that they really want to explore this idea of. Uh, do people want love or will they throw it away for money? And now here we are some 20 years later and we have too hot to handle. And it's like, well, what do people want money or sex? That's it. <laughs> Forget love. <laughs> the answer is sex. Yes. And you are correct. Uh, Aaron Brody is, uh, the name. I think, pay, uh, I, I, I want to say Paige is a, is a woman from a different season of, uh, for love or money. Uh, Aaron oh Brody. My gosh. Put, yes. it on the, put it on a rewind. I, I, it, it, let's, trying to work it into the schedule because it keeps coming up at this point mm-hmm. um and it's on theme for these like shows where you know we're dangling money in front of these people who i guess could choose who, who really can't decide what they want in life um it's honestly a pretty hard decision a lot of times because if you're dangling like evan marriott is supposed to be worth 50 million dollars in this show and so you take these women and you jet set them out to, you know, like I said, to different parts of France and Italy and all this other stuff. And you treat them like uh, like this lavish life. And then at the end, you're like, OK, do you want to give that all up? And like, no, if I can have a million dollars, it'd be nice. 
you know, like I would like to eat these things and, and go places and ride on a, pr- a private jet. And back in 2003, a million dollars was so much more money than it is now. So mm-hmm. it's not even real, like a real choice uh, from as far as I'm concerned. Like, I think you'd be crazy to turn down the money in any of these situations. Yeah. Okay. So just to uh, button up the for lover money stuff before we get tweets on it. Okay. So Ooh, in the, the first stands. season of the show, which was uh, the summer of 2003, magical summer. There was a, yes. the, the guy was named Rob. And so he didn't know that each woman was informed. She was set to win a million dollars if she did not choose Rob in the end. And the final two was Aaron Brody and Paige, uh, Paige Jones. And according to Wikipedia, the two women were both assumed that Aaron would win uh, and would take uh, and would take the money, but Paige would take Rob. But in an unexpected move, Rob chose Aaron, and then uh, leaving Paige to tear up her check. Uh, and then Aaron rejected Rob and took the million dollars. So he picked the wrong person, and then Paige uh, Aaron took the money and paid the ultimate price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. That's, but- yeah. Put it, put on a rewind, Jason. You you in? <laughs> uh sure. Uh, yeah. I got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, but uh, back to Joe Millionaire. Yeah, that uh, I mentioned this briefly, but I was shocked that there are only six episodes of this show, uh, and it seemed like it was such a phenomenon, Jason. That I, I would have thought, like, oh, it uh, must have been like uh, thirteen episodes. So I'm not sure if they shot themselves in the foot here with you know not realizing how big it was going to be before they they did the editing of so the episode order. Because they, they start out with 20. I think they cut like eight in the first episode. Yeah. So I think if they had known how big it was going to be, they would have strung it out a lot longer. Yeah. And the finale is what? The week after the Super Bowl or something like that? So it's like, what? They get 40 million viewers on finale, but the premiere only got 18. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like somewhere between episode four and five. Basically, the episode we watched, people were like, oh, I guess I should tune into this. So and what I think the show's... If this show was coming on now, I'm thinking to myself, I don't really care about really anything else. I'll just watch the finale to see what to, to see like the outrage on the woman's face when she gets the reveal that he's not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is, and I don't think, I think that's not a bad formula because you have a mundane show with a great ending. Like even if you looked at, um, we talked about Joe Schmo last week, and it's an insane show all the way through. But if you are hyping the show up to say like, no, 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 just get to the end, then people are like, okay, well. I don't want to sit through all of this because I don't really care about any of these women. All I want to know is the reveal. Does she do it or not? And so it's kind of like, do we need 10, 15 episodes for that? No. What we want to know is the money. Did she take the money or not? Let's just yada yada through all this other stuff. Let's skip a few dates. Let's just, uh, you know, package this all nice up and wrap it in a bow and then get to the, the, uh, you know, the, the decision. And I think that's why it's so short because they're like, why are we drawing this out? Nobody cares. The show is not that exciting along the way where that they had like uh, there was one woman I remember that was like fighting with a lot of the other uh, the other women in the house. And there was a, of yeah, course you remember it. There was a lot of dr- <laughs> there was a lot of drama around that. But then like she ends up like going out like in the second episode or something like that. Like they got rid of her like too soon. And then they have to like manufacture a uh, drama where famously like they 
did like a uh, v- very manipulative editing to make it seem like uh Joe Millionaire and one of the contestants uh Sarah had like a romantic evening together when like they definitely did not but the show really tried to lead you down a path to make you think that something uh, explicit happened between them. Yeah, so they do the old Frank and bite trick where they, you know, they're taking a stroll and then all of a sudden there's a uh... Uh, some mm's and some like slurps, which apparently came from like just like downtime with soup. the <laughs> yeah, like downtime with the ladies, like and they took like some like clips from there and just in, interpreted it there. And they did that in this episode too, where they want to like lead us to believe that uh, Evan and like a couple of these women had a night together. But I, I think there's just again manipulative editing to make us kind of imply that. Mm-hmm. And- and and uh, and I hate to say this, but Evan is right. Along, I, I, he's complicit in this as well. A little, a little bit. They're like, so Evan, what happened under the covers? Like, well, a gentleman never tells. Like, yeah. sir, say nothing happened, or don't answer the question at all. Don't, you're not. Don't do that. That's that's tacky. I don't <laughs> like it. Like, well, I'm a gentleman, and I would never reveal my secrets. Like, sir, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're lying to people about a million dollars. You are. You are not trustworthy, Evan Marriott. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. And it, it was like yeah, a, a big scandal at the time. Uh, that was uh, Sarah Kozer, who ends up being uh, one of the uh, finalists in the show. And uh, she uh, really like was uh, not happy about how she was presented on the show. Yeah, you got to believe the discourse was like, oh, she only made it to the final two because she did things that time with the slurps, you know, because she goes up against Zora and Zora is very much modest in the like, oh, no, there won't be any kissing unless I'm OK. Like in, in, until I'm ready, I'm not going to wear my bathing suit. Like Zora is pretty much like a little buttoned up when it comes to like uh, like the PDA and stuff like that. And then you got Sarah like, oh, look at her slurping and stuff. Like, you know, so of, of course, when she watched the show, she's like, that's not what happened. He liked me and he mm-hmm. kept me around. What are you talking about? Like, I didn't have to do extra stuff like what was going on under the covers. You know, like, Sarah, poor Sarah. She didn't do anything to deserve that. Well, I think it's interesting when you look at the, you know, the dichotomy of like, look at 2003 where there's a big scandal. Did they do something in the forest? Fast forward to 2021, we got shows like Love Island or Too Hot to Handle. That these people are basically engaging in sex acts, you know, closed sex acts like on camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With- Within within three feet of the next person laying in the bed yeah. next to like the next couple, like oh yeah, well they can't hear us. Meanwhile, <laughs> poor Z- like Zora and Sarah are trying to like protect their own you know image uh, because they know the show is going to bury them. Even in the episode we watched, you see them both saying like, oh we can we cannot be anything more like we cannot be more different. Like Zora is making sure like hey whatever y'all trying to say Sarah is, I am not like that. I don't know that girl. Mm-hmm. I ain't never met her in my life. Sorry to her, you know. So yeah, we've come a long way. I don't know if it's necessarily a good way or a bad way, but I think these women were in a tight spot for sure. Yeah, the uh, reality TV editors are sort of like uh, conflating like, uh, oh, this uh, woman is being promiscuous and so we know the audience isn't going to like that, where we know that she's not going to be likable, where Zora is um, much more uh, modest and uh, uh, more of a... um, more much more conservative in terms of what she's willing to do on the show and i guess that that uh means that she's likable so i feel like that we've come a long way where in uh, 2021 uh these reality tv contestants can uh get theirs yeah and we don't have to judge them because of it you know you did something on 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 a reality tv show 
and you went back to your life. You know, it's not like I have to be like, I have to put on a whole image um, because I don't want you to view me a certain way because I don't want to get dragged through the tabloids. Remember, yeah. 40 million people watched the finale of this show. And so they probably had like, this was water cooler talk, but this was in newspapers. This was on right. television. This was everywhere. And so I was like, yeah, I don't want to make myself look any type of way. I don't want a reputation based off of something I did on the show. And I don't, I definitely don't want to be misrepresented, you know, with my actions on the show either. So, yeah, yeah, we've come a long way. I guess it's for the better. And Sarah, who is the woman that was implied to be uh, having a uh, a sex act with uh, Joe Millionaire, she also got a lot of uh, attention from the tabloids over appearing in quote unquote bondage videos. And she's heard, oh, Sarah did bondage videos. Oh, did you hear about this? She did bondage videos. But. According to her, that they were just uh, videos of her feet, which uh, you know now she would just have like uh, like an OnlyFans for that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like see, the videos of her feet in 2003 becomes like, oh, she's a she's a dominatrix, and now she's she's doing <laughs> sex acts on the show, you know. And the people are just they're just typing, they're going in, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, man, this woman she can't catch a break. She just wanted to go. She wanted to go find love. Like, hold on. The premise of this show for her was to find love. Now she's being lied to by the man, lied to by production. They, they're they making her look like, you know, like some type of like whore or something like that to like villainize her. What are you doing? This is not fair to these women, but it's definitely not fair to her. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you take a couple of videos of your feed. Now all of a sudden, you're, like, if, if my all my feed videos leaked, then I'd be in a bad spot right. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have nice feet. And Jason was trying to sell his feet the other day on the on the slot. Yeah. And yeah. I still will. Anybody <laughs> yeah. But we were talking about uh yeah, Elena from uh Big Brother nineteen uh did an interview and talked about how that, that she, that's what she has on her OnlyFans. It's just videos of her feet. Seventeen dollars a month. There you go. Great living if you can get it. There you go. If only Sarah knew. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah would be the millionaire well, that Evan Marriott wishes he could be. If she still has feet, it's not off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I got a real sexy big toe. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Let's uh, talk about this episode that we watched of the show. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> okay. So, Death of right, the Final Three, you, Chappelle. All right. What did you think about this mansion that these women lived in, the, the Chateau de uh, Bordezere? I mean, it looked as good as any mansion that I've seen. Uh, why? Do you have opinions on the mansion? Well, it's just that, like, like it's it's really fancy, but you have to think. These women were in there for weeks. It's got to be the most boring thing of all time, like to just be trapped in there, no phone, no TV, and you just have to sit there and just kind of wait for the butler to bring you wine. Mm. The shots we got of them, they seemed very bored and like really over it, like just being there, like just <laughs> hanging around this big mansion. Like, I don't, there's nothing to do here. Like, the mansion, like, spectacular, but probably wears off after like day three. It's like, all right, well. Yeah, if you can't go so swimming and stuff, you and you're just like sitting in the drawing room waiting for uh, Paul Hogan to walk in and offer you some cognac. Like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe a day or two, maybe a week, you're fine. But like after a while, it's like, please get me out of here. Yeah, you think Paul, the professional butler, was in like hog heaven, or was he just like tired of these all these women running around, or probably ordering him around? Because he was actually <laughs> the butler of that place. Like they 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 put him to work. Like he wasn't just a, per- a personality; they put his ass to work in that mansion. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the butler that was promised, you know, like he not only is he a butler, but he's also the TV personality. So yeah, I bet he's living life. Like, oh, I get to I get to do what I love, but I also get to be on TV. I just don't like he said, uh, I saw an interview where he said, like, I watched the show and thought, why are they using so much of me? What I'm just mm-hmm. the butler. And he's no, he's the star of the show. They could have done a second season and probably like surrounded it by women who were interested in him. Chappelle, now that you've watched Who Done It and Joe Millionaire, uh, who's the better TV butler, Giles or Paul Hogan? Giles is cool, but I think like Paul Hogan walked so Giles could fly, you know, like, you know, like he had to like really just like, like break down those walls. There's probably like a glass ceiling for uh, butlers that we don't know about that the guild probably promotes like advancement for butlers and all of those things of that nature and other service people. So I think like you don't get Giles without Paul. Um, Paul was a cultural phenomenon and Giles is like a like a a great copy of that. So I, I don't want to compare. You don't put two baddies against each other. You know, you got to let them shine in their own lanes. All right. In this episode, uh, we are down to the final three. Uh, we have Zora that we've talked about who's going to go on to win the show. Sarah, who we've discussed. And then there's this other woman who I had no recollection of, Jason. Uh, her name is uh, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa, You who you knew was doomed from like the very first like moment of this date. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, She's like, you know, I don't know if he thinks of me as like a little sister type. Uh, spoiler, he definitely does. Uh, you know, they had such romantic uh, talkings on the beach of super gluing cuts, clothes, mm-hmm. and uh, foot fungus that could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this was the romantic topics of their date that they were on and on the beach. Yeah, yeah. When I heard that, I was thinking I had to like, you know, like I said, the quality of the video was bad, so I had to stop, rewind, and turn it all the way up. I said, did he just say like? He heard of a guy with an ingrown toenail who had a fungus in his car that gave him a staph infection and he died. <laughs> that was the flirting that Ev- Evan Marriott was doing with Melissa. Followed by what well, probably one of the most awkward, uh, you know, <laughs> renditions of, of flirting and like kind of trying to make out that you've probably ever seen on reality TV. <sighs> 
Yeah, of the three women, uh, like, uh, we had sort of like a little bit of like a Goldilocks situation on, we went on these three dates, uh, and we had like, uh, too hot, too cold, and just right. And, uh, Melissa was definitely in the, uh, too hot category of she really wanted to get it going, uh, with, <laughs> with Joe Millionaire. She wanted to, uh, take him to the jump off, uh, but, uh, <laughs> he wasn't really super interested. So, so I, I like in these like competition dating shows where the women can identify that this is still a competition. So I appreciate that. Like I, I know a lot of people are out here looking for love and, you know, far be it for me for, to assume that they're not. But I like when they look at the camera and say, I gotta turn it, I gotta turn it up because otherwise I'm going to get eliminated. And Melissa says that. She's like, look, he's looking at me like a little sister. I'm gonna wear this dress where my sh- my stuff is showing. The girls are peeking out, you know, and uh, and I'm gonna try to get his attention, uh, and and try to make a move here because otherwise it's down to the final three. I'm not gonna make it to the next round, and she does. And honestly, it does work. His attention is definitely on her body throughout the entirety of their date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She should have known she was in trouble when he points out like, "Hey, you're kind of falling out of your top. You might want to fix that." Like uh, little sis, mm-hmm. I might want to get your get your stuff together there. <laughs> Why don't you cover up? Jeez, yeah. have some dignity. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I thought you would like that. He's like, no, I do, but I mean, jeez, yeah, how are you? Are we? Yeah, are we there yet? <laughs> oh, okay, fine. And it wasn't for a lack of trying on uh, Melissa's part, but I, I do wonder if it sort of like read to uh, Joe Millionaire. And again, we who knows with the shenanigans uh, on any of these shows, is it him or is it a producer who's making the call on this that maybe uh, is she really just after his money? If nothing else, she's after his body at this point. Mm-hmm. Like she, yeah. If nothing else, you know, she, she's like, all right, look, we're doing the thing. And the, we want to talk about production. The cameraman is like zooming in on his crotch every time she like leans over. Mm-hmm. She like puts her hand on his leg, but they're like, how close is it over there? You know, and every time like they did just make a make they make this very suggestive, even if it wasn't because now I can't take it. As, I can't take the show at face value because we know there's been so many like production antics behind the scenes that are to, to make this look a certain way. So when she like leans over and they're like, you know, the music kind of like slows down a little bit and they zoom in. So I'm like, ah, is, is she after his body or is she just being flirty? You know, and she's had a couple of drinks. Who knows? But it, it seems like it's going in the direction that she wants it to go into. I just don't know if that's where he wants it to go, but he's fine following her. Yeah. Uh, throughout this episode, I got the uh, kind of the uh, inference of what, what uh, Evan really likes in a woman. Uh, he... <laughs> He's playing in her hair uh, during this date, and then the next the next date he goes on with uh, with Zora. He's there's a shot where he's like smelling her hair when they're riding <laughs> in the car. I'm like, mm, everybody have a crazy thing about hair. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you can really see like the seams of all the editing tricks like in these dates. Like they're talking about things where you can like say they're probably talking about this, but they're making it seem the they're talking about this other thing. Like I just want to make you happy. Like she's yeah. trying, like she's kind of hiking up her dress a little bit, but you know it's probably about something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a show that's a great example of sort of like, you know, uh, just like how manipulative can we get on a reality TV show? Like, it's the early 2000s. It's on Fox. Uh, Chappelle, I'm surprised we haven't talked about like nine Fox shows uh, from this era yet because they were just going for it with uh, just how crazy can can we get and like uh, what 
what kind of an audience can we attract just with uh just being like totally like lowest common denominator on our shows you know I would not be shocked if you get contacted before the end of the year and someone wants to use these RHAP rewinds as like a class action lawsuit against some of these reality <laughs> TV shows because no, I'm serious because the more I think about America's Next Top Model, I'll see stuff on the time and I'm like, you know, Tyra Banks deserves jail time. You know, like we need to reform the prison system and all that stuff, but they could, they could probably arrest her just, you know, just until we figure things out. Mm-hmm. And Fox, you're next. We see you. Because this is bad, but like you said, there's so many that are bad. Even solitary, I'm sure, deep, like, in the recesses of that contract, you know, we probably got some actionable, um, like, like, uh, like movement in there. Like, we could definitely, like, we might, we might be able to get in on this, act, on this lawsuit. We watched it. We watched like, it. We, were, we are victims. We can be the attorneys. We can be the expert yeah. witnesses or mm-hmm. something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got the footage. So Rob, if you start getting those emails from random lawyers, just know, just CC me, CC mm-hmm. Jason, and we'll just have to have another uh, like a rewind episode where we just start to build our case against some of these reality TV shows. Okay. So Fo- like like Fox is so like you know duplicitous. Like they tried this again, you know, uh, in 2014 with I want to marry Harry. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. They try to trick these women into like. Uh, thinking they're falling in love with uh, Harry, with Prince Harry, and it was just some rando that kind of looked like Prince Harry. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fox has been tricking people into thinking that they were good singers on American Idol and that they were going to have singing careers for years. Like, we haven't <laughs> had a decent American Idol winner who to go on and do stuff since, like, season 10. I think we're on season 72 at this point. Like, it, we've surpassed Survivor, to, like, twice already with the amount of American Idol winners, and I couldn't tell you the last song I heard from American Idol winner. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, l- l- we're going to defund Fox. Very quickly, <laughs> but yeah, but let's just let's just build our case because I think we're we're on to something this year. Just archive all of these, Chappelle. What do you think ethically? Which is uh, the more ethical way to go? You have a show like Joe Millionaire where Joe Millionaire is in on it, but the entire like cast of the show are are being duped, or Joe Schmo where the entire cast of the show is in on it, but one guy is like, but you're, it's all about tricking one person. Oh, this is tough. This is tough because man, like, so I think the issue I have with Joe Millionaire that I don't have with Joe Schmo is that Joe Millionaire is the villain of this show. Like when the show ends, people are like, he tricked these women. He was complicit in all of this. He's the problem. And it's like, well, yeah, but he didn't like that was not his intention when he got like casted. It wasn't like, OK, we just need some like who's the biggest con artist we can find because like, why would they call him? Matthew McConaughey was right there. But, you know, like Joe Schmo is like we have this elaborate scheme to get one person and everybody's in on it. And this one person is, is the one being hurt. And so it's like, we, we, we hurt 20 women or we hurt one man. And it's like. I, I just don't know which way you go because uh, yeah, there's a lot of the, a lot of women get hurt in the making of this show, but I don't think anybody gets hurt like Joe Schmo gets hurt in the history of the world. Like that's some craziness right there. And then the residual hurt is still for Evan Marriott because he can't even live his normal life anymore. The man makes nineteen thousand dollars a year. He gets a uh, five hundred thousand dollar check, and he can't even go back to living regular life because every time he walks in, he's like, "Oh, that's the creep from uh, Joe Millionaire." I'm like, oh yeah, like that's the guy. He's a, he only makes nineteen thousand dollars a year, but he got rich off reality TV. Like he doesn't know who to trust either. So I said, we sue them all. Just everybody <laughs> needs to go down into yeah. the gulag, all of them. <laughs> but at least in Joe Schmo, the guy at the end got something. There's a world. Where Zora is gets picked, 
She is told she's been lied to, and she decides that because she's been lied to so horrendously, that she decides she does not want to be with this guy anymore because he lied to her face for weeks. And she ends up with absolutely nothing. Hmm. Yeah. And that world would have been a lot worse for her, like if she went through all this, got nothing, you know, let alone the 19 other people that got nothing as well. Yeah. It, yeah. These, this, these reality shows are criminal. These people are criminals. Not the, not the cast. I am not, I am not making any statements about Evan Marriott or, um, whatever Joe Schmo's real name is. I forgot we've moved on from that. But like, I think that the people behind the curtain, the people who sat down and said, yeah, wouldn't this be great? We just need to lock them up until we figure things out. We just can't have them wandering around until we've gotten our bearings. You know, just put them aside. Say, hey, we're going to come back to you in just a minute and then we'll talk it through. But until then, we can't have you wandering to earth tricking people like this because it's not okay. Put, put all the bad hosts and all the bad actors into a hotel. We'll film that while mm-hmm. we have them detained in the at hotel so we can figure out what to do with them. We'll make that a reality show. We'll turn right. around on them. Yeah, like yeah, put the production team in there, and like we're like, okay, the production doesn't know that this is also a production. <laughs> uh, <laughs> many levels of deception. Yeah, I would say that uh, I feel like that the Joe Schmo show is more un- unethical because I feel like that they just like uh, found this one man and said, "Aha, this is our idiot. This is our person," and uh, like, uh, like uh, he'll be the buffoon. Whereas. The Joe Millionaire crew, like, um, just they didn't care uh, who they were going to ultimately hurt with their show. It, it seems like they was more targeted on, uh, like, it, it, like the J- Joe Millionaire was more of like a manslaughter, where the uh, Joe Schmo show was premeditated. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. No, you, no, you're probably. No, because no, no, I was going to agree with you, but there's no way the Joe Millionaire was not also premeditated. Like they went and got these women that they thought were susceptible to like wanting to be with a rich man. Like they mm-hmm. thought like they got like they, 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 every time they interviewed them, they said, Oh yeah, money would be nice. Or like I like fancy things. And then they went and dangled money in front of them. No, everybody has to go, Rob. We got to burn it all down <laughs> and start over. All right, burn it down. All right. Um, how about Zora? Zora's going to go on her date. Uh, and Zora, is uh somebody who again um it seems like that melissa and sarah were sort of like besties and then zora was sort of like uh the like cinderella of the three where uh the other two women didn't really seem to like her um did either of you get that sense yeah but i mean zora herself had kind of a deceptive side too because when she's talking with the other two women i think it was after her date she she goes oh yeah I told Evan that you're really sick of his little speeches at the end of at the end of the the ceremony like oh was I not supposed to do that sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of sniping going on you know amongst the women because I think like I said they're bored but also they're all competing for the same guy's hearts they all have from what we're supposed to believe different like moral values when it comes to you know like um like their level of being conservative on the show. And so Melissa is stuck in the room with, uh, with, with Zora. She's kind of just like, like kind of like staring at her, like, you know, what do you, how was your, like, how was your date? You know? And Melissa's kind of like, Oh, you know, it's fine. You know, like trying to be all coy, like, Oh, you know, we just, yeah, a little peck on the cheek. It was cool. And she's beaming. She's like, yeah, ask me about it. Yeah, I got him. I take your man, you know, and, and that's kind of the vibe that they're all giving. But yeah, I definitely think that Sarah and Melissa are definitely kind of like, if they had to team up, 
they would form an alliance to get yeah. rid of Zora. Zora would be maybe voted out. See, maybe they can see that she's a front runner because she does eventually end up getting picked. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to kind of rally behind, like, okay, well, if we can get her out, then at least one of us who we don't hate will, you know, will be able to run off with this guy. Yeah, so uh, Zora goes to dinner with Evan Marriott. And uh, she's wearing a, a, a dress. And whereas the, at the last date that he had with Melissa, he's like, uh, hey, uh, you're kind of falling out of that top. You might want to fix that. He is like staring at Zora to the point that he says to her, um, did you get that breast in Paris? I mean, dress. I mean, dress. Is that <laughs> in a I mean, line you can only find in a sitcom TV show? <laughs> yeah, Jason, what do you think? Is, is that staged? I, I feel like it's got to be, um, you know, and, and, you know, no fault. I mean, it's a good line, I guess, but no fault. Like, like no one's really going to say that. No one's really going to make that slip. Like, has that I mean, ever on. happened in real life? Boobs. Oh my god. Love your boobs. Love your boobs. Oh. <laughs> You're at dinner. Jeez. We can't take you nowhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh. Like, we're in the south of France. We're in Con. What is wrong with you? This, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was, was a lot this of was, conning. Yeah, a lot of that. I, I had to rewind it because I was like, is he asking? I, I, like, I had to convince myself that he was talking about this woman's body. I was like, maybe she just got her plate of food. Maybe talking about like a duck breast. Like, I really thought, <laughs> like, 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 I was a, trying to make it make kitchen. sense. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, there's no way that that just slipped out. He has to be talking, but then he's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh my gosh. She's like, no, it's, it's fine. Like, and she just like covers herself up like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Can I have some of your breasts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let me have a piece of that breast. Like, uh, I'm, in dr- I'm sorry, duck breast, duck breast. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. Evan, Mary, I turn it down just a notch. Yeah, yeah. Zora, though, for whatever reason, is very self conscious about her body and doesn't want to wear her bathing suit. But yet, they still go to the pool. She goes to the pool in a in the in a bathrobe, but then he pulls her in the water. Like, I don't even understand what was going on here. Where. Like, did the producer say, like, all right, time for bathing suits, everybody? And she's like, no, I don't want to, but you have to. Well, she says she doesn't want to. And then she walks by the pool and Evan pulls her in. Like, um, that's not off. That's not awesome. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, this is this is horrible. So I was trying to figure out what was going on here, too. And the way I envisioned it in my mind is she's like, I don't want to wear my bathing suit for the world to see. And they're like, OK, well, will you put the bathing suit on, but you can wear a robe. She's like, fine, fine. I'll wear the robe. I'll go in to fairness, the pool. I might put they my- just ate a big dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just in Probably general. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, but just in general. Maybe you don't want the world to see you like that, right? So she's like wearing her robe and she's like, okay, I'll, maybe I'll put my feet in. I might wade in a li- little bit, but don't have the camera on me, you know, while I'm out here in the two-piece. And maybe Evan realizes that and just kind of pulls her in the water so then that way she can disrobe without the cameras being on her. But make no mistake. Giving him the benefit someone- of the doubt here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm effect. about to I'm about to tear them apart here because you don't ever drag somebody into a pool. You just don't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they've been talking about the pool all day and they haven't shut up about it and they just want they they keep saying they want to get in the pool and then they get there and they don't want to get in the pool. You don't drag somebody into the pool. It's not okay. Leave people alone. If they don't want to get in the pool, they won't get in the pool. If they want to get in the pool, they will walk into the pool. You don't pull people in the pool. I'm not okay with that. But she did seem to loosen up at that point. I just don't think he should have done that. <laughs> I wouldn't have mm-hmm. done it. It was no, that was not a spell move at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about splashing somebody that's not in the pool? Yeah, you can splash them. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. You got that close to the wall. This, this is a, a, a hazard of being close to a pool. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you there will be splash. You know, you know what um, you're getting into at that point. The pool, right? Yeah, you got that close. There's a non-zero chance that water will hit you. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you should be able to be dragged into a pool against your will because you don't know. Especially now, like if I have my cell phone in my pocket or something like that, like oh, we got well, if you got an old cell phone, I guess it's not water resistant. But mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what you have on your wallet or something. But also, maybe you have an aversion to water. Maybe you don't like to swim. Maybe you know, maybe you don't want to have to wash your hair. There's a ton of reasons not to throw somebody in a pool, especially if they don't want to be. Um, but yeah, you can splash them a little bit. <laughs> okay, um, Zora has breakfast with Evan Marriott, aka Joe Millionaire, and. Jason, she had a dream about Joe Millionaire, and it was a dream. It wasn't a dream. It was a vision. A vision. (laughs) A vision, yes. She saw that there was, like, she had some some issue with that. uh, She was arguing with him that he was uh, not who he said he was. Yeah, she, uh, I think she said said his name was John something. Like, oh, I don't believe in that crap. He like, he like, shoot. It looks like he shoots a look at the producers. Like, I don't know what to do here. Save me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think she found us out. Help me, please. Help. Help. Um, he, he was a lot like Batman in this moment. It's like, you know, I've never seen Bruce Wayne. I've never seen you and Batman together. How come you always disappear when Batman shows up? He's like, Batman, that's preposterous. What are you talking about? I've never, help me, help, please. Mm-hmm. She's, like, she's like, what? He's like, no, I don't believe in that. You don't believe in yeah. dreams? Yeah. He's like, no, not what? I was like Martin Luther King. I don't believe in dreams. Girl, so during this, like, we, we, like, I, as far as I knew, I, I didn't know what his name was to them. I thought his name was Evan Walsh to them. His real name is Evan Marriott. Like, what is the purpose of that to give him a different last name? Are they, are they afraid they're going to go find a computer and try and look up Evan Marriott? Like, they give him a fake identity on the internet. Yeah. You know, whatever Evan, version of the internet was around then. Yeah. Evan Marriott of the Marriott. Yeah. Like, so oh, I think that the, 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 they the may be trying to avoid uh, that he's like, oh, of the uh, Marriott Hotel of uh, Fortune. <laughs> yeah. They don't want the Marriott's like suing them. Like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, don't. Hey, not, we don't want this connected to our, our brand and our hotel. We already got Paris Hilton out here doing the damage that needs to be done anyway. <laughs> um, but when this dream, I thought this was shenanigans too. Yeah. You know, like we are two episodes, we are literally one episode away basically from the finale at this point. And she's like, you know, I think you're not, I think you're not being truthful about who you are. I think you're not saying, you know, I think something is happening here. And I, it reminds me of that first season of Survivor where the people on the island would just randomly be like, so we heard a rumor that on the other tri- on the other mm-hmm. tribe they're doing this. Like, how did you hear a rumor? Who told you? And so, like, for this dream, I'm thinking, like, maybe she was, like, sleeping and heard one of the production people like, man, wait till they find out he's not who he says he is. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Go back to sleep. It's fine. It's fine. Well, uh, the producers I- told me that I had a dream last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I can't say I heard this, but... Make no mistake. I heard you say that you were not who you say you are, but okay. Yeah. You better pick me. I mean, based I on much. the shows that we've talked about here over the last couple of months on the RJP Rewind, and the more we look back at these things and then hear the stories, like if I like myself, like was not on a reality TV show, I, I would be ready at this point to say the entire thing is completely fake. There's no such thing as reality TV. It's all wrestling. Mm. Jason? I mean, do we believe Rob was on a reality TV show at this point? Mm-hmm. 
I, mean, I heard it was fake. I heard it was a uh, uh, studio backlot. Soundstage, yeah, Rob. Yeah, tell us more. This about is around them. the same time as Rob went on was on Survivor. So, so I, it, I could tell you that I had already filmed Survivor, but it did not air yet. So it was like mm-hmm. in like the three months in between when we shot Survivor the Amazon to when uh, Survivor the Amazon was going to start airing. Okay, Rob. Hey, Rob, you're telling me Joe Millionaire is fake. Why would I believe Survivor shot right, yeah, yeah. at the same well, yeah. time was fake? Mm-hmm. What are you saying, Rob? So there was no fire. So you, so you set the fire. No, I, I, yeah, okay. I mean, if anything, yeah, it just happened to happen. It I just, mean, yeah. you know, we can talk about that when we get to the Amazon <laughs> the top forty countdown. Like, uh, like I do think it was weird that me. somebody was standing yeah. there with a camera, like sp- filming a yeah. shelter that nobody was in. But that's Jason, yeah, why is Rob sweating so much? Mm-hmm. He's so uncomfortable right now. Yeah, a lot of yeah. We'll we'll come back to that. Uh, let's say uh, you know, uh, let's take a sponsor <laughs> for this episode of the podcast. Uh, those are our friends over at uh, Nature Box. Uh, you, you like peanuts, nuts, dates, <laughs> cashews. Apricots. Head over to <laughs> naturebox.com. All right, where were we? Uh, let's see. Oh, we went on to talk about the, the next date. Well, first of all, after she realizes that he's Batman, basically, um, they just have the most uncomfortable ride home. And you know, the producers have probably told him, don't say anything. Just shut up. Like, do the minimum because she's on to us. And we can't risk it here. We have to figure it out. Like he's he literally says, maybe she's psychic. Like he can't figure out how she got to this conclusion because he's like, I haven't done anything different. You just don't have a dream about my identity. Mm-hmm. Somebody slipped up here. And I think we might be seeing why Zora ends up winning. Um, but um, yeah, Melissa basically calls her boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get back from the date, they're like, I, I wouldn't even want to be friends with this woman. If I met her in a coffee shop, I wouldn't even speak. And then when she walks in, they're like, hey, Zora girl, what's up? I'm, hey, like it very fake. Um, but yeah, they, they can't figure out like if she's done something like if she's like been kissing on them, they really don't want to know. Like they really want to know, like, have you been kissing my man? But also like, should I have kissed him more? Am I about to go home? So yeah, we get a lot of like, like blowback from the Zora date as mundane as it was. Mm hmm. All right, then we have a Sarah date. Sarah, who, uh, that she is going to be sort of like more in between. She's not going to be like, uh, like, uh, as shy as Zora, but she's definitely not going to be as forward as Melissa. And she is going to, um, you know, uh, have a nice date. He calls her very, what, uh, worldly. She's very classy. Classy, classy lady. Yes. And I think by this point of the show, I think, with the people they've lost, they're really trying to paint Sarah as like the villain now of the show. Like they, she has the most quotes in the show about like what liking money and what she can do with money. And they're really trying to paint her as like, not really as interested in Evan, but more of the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to your point, it's because she is quote unquote classy and worldly. Like she actually knows what she's doing in this restaurant. She knows how to order the food. She's talking to the sommelier and stuff like that. And Evan Marriott is staring at like the menu, like, oh my gosh. Oh, sh- I don't know. Steak? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you got steak, uh, chicken tenders. I mean, uh, they got they got uh meat off in that yoki <laughs> on that genoki. <laughs> they yeah, what y'all put that genoche. That's good genoche. Give me some of that. Okay. <laughs> to the point where his steak, and I've been to some nice restaurants. This restaurant looks like nicer than most of the restaurants I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. His steak apparently is not even that great because he is knee deep in whatever is in her plate. He eats all her food and then orders some of his own. Yeah. So I think he got two entrees, just, he said. 
Yeah, I think she's just more comfortable in that world than he, well, definitely than he is, but then the other two women might have been as well. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, she's like guiding him into what, what to order and to like what things are. Like, if I'm her, I'm like, uh, something's weird here. Something's going on. Yeah, that's why I said he must have inherited the money that day. Because like, <laughs> yeah. you, you have all this money and you've never been to a fancy restaurant. Listen, if I hit 50 mil for any reason, that's the first thing I'm doing. Like, uh, goodbye to, uh, to McDonald's and Taco Bell. I'm never going back. Or at least, you know, not that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to go to like, See what see what the rich people do, and it's like you never tried these things. You don't like he's low key embarrassing her in front of people. <laughs> like, stop acting like you ain't never been nowhere. He brings up to her like uh, you know it's also very important that uh, you know just don't lose uh, sight of the fact that you know, like I'm just a guy. I'm not perfect. Just don't forget that sometimes people lie about big things about uh, <laughs> how much money they have. Like, yeah. Just remember that. Like. That's a big red flag, I feel like. Yeah. She's like, I really like you. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not perfect. She's like, I didn't say you were. I just said I really like you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just a man. At the end of the day, you know, a man gonna do what a man gonna do. Like, There might be some things that you learn about me that, like, you will not like. I can lose all my money in, like, let's say a week's time. Mm -hmm. Like, would you still (laughs) like me then? Right. Yeah. What are we going to do if I only had, let's say, uh, $19,000, you know, total in my whole life? get a number out of my head. And she's like, who in the hell only makes (laughs) (laughs) $19,000? She even looks at the camera. At some point, she's doing her little interview and she's like, he doesn't even seem, he doesn't seem extremely intellectual. It's like, that is the (laughs) nicest way anybody has ever called me stupid. Um, Like, (laughs) don't seem extremely intellectual, Mm -hmm. but he does seem like a nice guy. Like, okay, you got it. Yeah. They have a nice date. Uh, she retires to her room, uh, but then comes back out and knocks on his door. Uh, she wants to look at the moon again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> she's like, Hey, don't you want to look at the moon? He's like, we already looked at the moon. Like he seems so annoyed. We already did that already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I've been sleeping with women all week. No, uh, he's just, he's like, Sarah obviously has a motive here because like we've already seen the moon tonight. Like she must be wanting to yeah. like do stuff under the covers, insert slurp sounds, you know. Meanwhile, I, a producer probably said, Hey, could you just go back to his room and say like, really like uh, that. that yeah, yeah, you left something in there, you need want to look go look at the moon again? Like, all right. Yeah, the moon you, yeah. the, the moon was so pretty. Why don't we get some more shots of you doing like moon stuff? And she's like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She knocks on the door. It's not like she went over there and like some type of like lingerie or something suggestive. She just kind of goes over there in like a t-shirt and sweatpants. Like, okay. You know, like it's not like, like it could have been way more suggestive than it was. And it seemed like, like, like I said, some suggestive angles and uh, definitely Evans, you know, confessionals made it seem like it was like, Oh no, she came over here because she wanted to get down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe millionaire. Who uh, a night after Zora couldn't sleep due to dreams. Uh, he is like a, this is very like uh, stylistically edited of Joe Millionaire, like just having like a crisis of conscience, and he like get, gets the producers at three thirty in the morning. Like I can't do this. I'm in too deep. Uh, you got to get me out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm living a lie. This is terrible. And yeah, they have him tossing and turning. Like so, Evan, do you just have a cameraman in your room? Like. Mm-hmm. Every night, just filming you sleep, just in case they got something like this. Just seems like, again like very shenanigan-y. Like after they had this conversation, like okay, we're going to shoot you back in your room so we can get some footage of you tossing and turning, like you had, you have some inner turmoil. Yeah, they got to talk him down. Yeah, 
they, like he like legit goes out onto the like on the on the like terrace and it's just like God, you gotta get me out of here! Like, oh like, my gosh! Like, Jeff is not out of it. <laughs> yeah, like, Joe, get just get yourself together. Get your head in the game. <laughs> like, we're almost there. He's like, I can't do this. I just can't keep living a lie. It's tearing me apart. Like, they're like, sir, it's been a month. Why mm-hmm. are you just now getting here? You should have been here like weeks ago. Like, why are you just now starting to feel bad? But I think it's kind of like. The walls are caving in. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I have to be the one to stand here in front of these women and say, yeah, everything I told you is a lie. They're like, no, no, baby. Everything you said wasn't a lie. The money is just a lie. He's like, no, because I've been lying about my position in life in relationship to the money. Every story I tell is I'm rich, so I do this. Or I act like this despite me being rich. It's all a part of my character. It's not like there's this money in the bank that I've never touched before and I've been living a normal life and that's how we're pr- approaching this. We're approaching this like I'm about to whine and dine these women for the rest of their life and I am lying to them. I am completely deceptive and this is my... I'm the one who's going to take the fall for this. But do you f- even feel like that this is also shenanigans that the fact that they have like a camera like in his room that he's like tossing and turning like if you were going to write the movie of this don't you have the scene in the movie like where we're down to the final three like oh this is getting too much I'm in too deep I don't know if I could do this anymore like uh, it feels like almost like too perfect that he's having this breakdown this far in well, yeah, I was fine lied to those other 17 women but now that we're down to three I have an issue mm-hmm. with it uh, yeah. well like I said like they probably have like this random meeting where he's complaining and they're like you know what we'll spin this uh go back in your room we'll have uh jeremy follow you with the camera you can wriggle around in your bed for a while and because you're so you know torn up about your stuff inside yeah and and to be fair he got paid to do the show Mm -hmm. it's not like he just needed to make it to the end and he can split the money with whoever no they gave him like 50k and was like okay listen you get fifty thousand dollars would you just just go with it. Why don't you just mm-hmm. go with it? It's cool. It's cool. So I wouldn't be shocked if there is some truth to this. But yeah, this tossing and turning, agonizing over the decision, you know, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, write her name down, cross it out type stuff. Like, eh, you know, that's probably a little extra. But I do, I do believe that he probably said this on multiple occasions to producers like, really? Mm-hmm. I have to see for me, it wouldn't be the deception that would bother me the most. Honestly, if I was in his position, it would be the fact that Oh, I have to be the one to stand in front of them and say, I'm lying. Like, it'd be different if we got to like go off and then you could send them an email and be like, Oh yeah, by the way, he didn't have the money and mm-hmm. I was like, didn't have to do that. But I have to look at these women in the face who I may or may not have feelings for, but they may or may not have feelings for me too. And like, I have to be the one who stand here in front of 40 million people. Like he had no clue it was going to be that big, but think about it. 40 million people are about to see you say the scummiest thing that they've ever seen on television next to the snakes and rats speech. Like here we are. Yeah. So I'd have a panic attack too. All right. Can't Paul, the Butler just tell them everyone loves Paul. We're going to get to Paul. I got something to say. Yeah, about let's talk about the elimination ceremony. So we go back, and now here we go, and we're trying to uh, get our host back in here. Uh, she's gonna like uh, reveal that uh, the women that are staying are gonna be getting diamond pendants. Jason, do, do they get a diamond pendant every week, or it's a different like uh, piece of jewelry? They start off the season with like lower uh, classes of mm-hmm. of stone, yeah. and they work their way up to diamond. Uh, by the end, yes. Okay. So it's like emerald yeah. is like uh, Fox whatever. wasn't buying twenty diamond pendants for the first episode. Yeah. 
not doing that throughout throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Like, do, you, do you think they got to keep the diamond pendant? Like, or were they like, all right, give it back? Like in the rose ceremony, do the, do the people at the Bachelorette just like have like a like a like a case of roses by the end of the season? Like, oh, I made it this far, mm-hmm. or like flavor of love? Like, I know they give those clocks back. You know, Big Brother, you give your key back. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, it, yeah, it, I would be surprised if a bunch of just walks up to them and like yanks off their neck after they're like, all right. You're We're Thanks. gonna need that back, yeah, like, Melissa. Yeah, uh, no, she didn't get one. Uh, didn't get Sarah. One. Okay. Um, I also thought Chappelle that they let Joe Millionaire off the hook. That Paul Hogan says who gets to stay. <laughs> this was the most awkward elimination ceremony of any of the shows we've covered so far, and. No, and even and, and Joe Smo was scripted to be awkward, and this was still more awkward than that because he stands there and he basically does like he's like, okay, you know, one of you will move on to the next round, and then that's it. After that, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, the person we're giving the first pendant to, and then like Paul is like, okay, Sarah, it's you. I said like Evan Mary, I can speak for himself. He yeah. can at least say the woman's name. I don't think they trusted him. I don't think they trusted him not to screw up the ceremony. Right, no, but like, then uh, after that, after Melissa's like revealed to be eliminated, he like talks to the other two ladies and just like turns around like she's not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he's like, So I guess I'll see you ladies another day. And she's like, uh, do I get a hug or something? Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, yeah, sure, steals the hug. She like tackles him like, hey, let's hug. And he's yeah. like, Oh yeah, I sure. forgot you're here too. Yeah. yeah. Little sis, like yeah. fist bump. You know? well, then, and then Paul has to follow around and watch her so she doesn't steal anything from the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure we walk you out. Yeah, he's by your side the entire time. Like, all right, I'm just going to make sure you don't put anything in your bag. Uh, Mm -hmm. Have a nice day. At the end of the day, he's still a butler. (laughs) I thought it was very awkward that Melissa didn't leave. Yeah. She, so, 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 so what happens is she, she watches both of them get their pendants. Like they stand up, get their pendants, sit down, stand up, get their pendants, sit down. And she's just sitting there. And then she's like, Oh my gosh! Let me see your pendant. And they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay." And so she like fakes like she, "Oh, I'm look, I'm gonna steal it." And everyone's like, "Ha ha ha!" And then she sits down again, and she's like, "So, yeah." And then Joe is like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go." And she's like, "No, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Can I get a hug?" So mm-hmm. she hugs him, and then she sits back down. It's like, Melissa, this is your exit. It's time to the go. Producers are like, "Oh, go in there and go get her. <laughs> she, she's what? not leaving. Watch the good silver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's feisty." Um, yeah it's so awkward and that's gonna set up our final two showdown between uh sarah and zora ultimately uh zora is uh gonna win mm-hmm. yeah i mean paul sets us up for the next episode and he says you know what it's been a long season but i'm almost out of cognac so let's go ahead and get to, to crowning the winner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the next episode, we get the winner announced. They do like a slow dance. You know, he said, I, I, don't, I don't have the money. And so it's fine. We'll still be together. I mean, I was, and then they're like, oh, we'll give you a million dollars. And then like Jason said a month later, splits bill and they split the money and run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a big phenomenon. And uh, at Fox, they wanted to do it again and do it again as soon as possible. Uh, in the fall of 2003, they came back with the next Joe Millionaire, which was a colossal bust. Jason, do you remember the next Joe Millionaire? I didn't remember at the time. I did my research. Uh, so apparently they got a bunch of European ladies who had never seen the, uh, the, yeah. the first show to trick them. 
Uh, I think this the second guy was like some rodeo rider or something who made uh, an astonishing eleven thousand dollars a year, yes. uh, even even more poor than, than Evan Marriott. <laughs> Which, yes. but like you said, it was a it was a critical bomb, and you know, I, I, I think they aired when they started they aired on two nights but by the middle of it they just put them all back to back on monday nights and just burnt it off mm-hmm. yeah yeah david smith from te- from midland texas the oil tycoon or you put you know fake oil tycoon you know he ends up winning like a 90 acre ranch in texas and picks some lady from the czech republic and mm-hmm. that's it yeah that's all <laughs> yeah um the the show uh was uh called as the Associated Press put it uh Joe Millionaire went from uh TV's uh, most surprising successes to the new season's most spectacular flameout. I can't think of another reality TV show that has had such an abysmal second season in comparison to their first. So I think this is a fair statement. <sighs> Off the top of my head, like. Rarely do you see something that hits something like forty million views, and then the next time people are like, "What? The show's still on?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just in the same year. Like, <laughs> if you would think at least people would be interested. Like, oh, we're gonna do this again. Let me tune in. Nope. People are like, no, we did it already. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People moved on. Uh, why didn't it work a second time, Jason? I don't know. I just think like if you look back on the the first one, you're like. The, I feel like the reveal wasn't necessarily as big as everyone thought it was going to be. I can imagine people like watching it and just kind of like, mm, that's it. Like mm-hmm. she was okay. She didn't like spit in his face. She didn't slap him. Like nothing. She was just all right with it. So I would imagine when the second one comes around, they're just like, it's probably gonna be more of the same. Like it was pretty boring to go through the yeah. whole thing. So why do that again? You know, and as we're talking about, like just in 2003 alone, you know, you have a uh, Joe millionaire here in, uh, is going to be uh, finishing up on February uh, 24th of 2003. It was sort of like a letdown, I think in the end, but even just in that year, we're talking about there's other things like for love or money, even th- the original Joe Schmo show is going to be aired in the fall of 2003. I think people were just ready to move past the Joe Millionaire concept even in like six months from the first one. Yeah. And then, Over the I, gotcha I of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it helps that um, Evan Marriott does not have like the greatest like uh, feelings about the show either. So he's very publicly talked about how like he was made to be the face of this deception. Um, he, you know, when, and the way they made these women look and he goes on to talk about how Fox pretty much just like was like, all right, thank you for your time. See ya. And so that's it. So he's been very vocal about like the shenanigans on the show. I read an interview that like he would say like, oh, I'd be sitting by the windows out on this amazing place at the Chateau. And I had this beautiful view and I would sit there every night with a beer in my hand and a phone in my ear. And I was talking to a girl named Amy who I broke up with before I went on the show because I was trying to get back with her the whole time I was on Joe Millionaire. Like he had like a love interest back at home and he was just trying to make it through those weeks so he could get his paycheck. Mm -hmm. So if anybody was there just for the money, look no further than Evan Marriott and Fox hosed him royally. Well, he deceived him when they first got on the show. He thought he was signing for like a blind date type of thing. Then the only when he complained about it, where they like, all right, we'll get you $50,000. You just shut the hell up and do what we tell you to do. (laughs) Right. And then be pretty. Trying to see if Evan Marriott is on uh, cameo. I do not see him. Mm-mm. The only he thing doesn't... I found recent of him is he is doing some like YouTube interview with. I think it's for a wrestling like thing, 
I didn't watch the whole thing. It was like an hour or so long, but he looks like he kind of looks like a stereotypical biker gang guy now, like big, huge, bushy beard. Yeah. Hair longer than we saw on the show. Like he's got to talk scruff like this. He's got his voice is gone. You know, Kevin Nash. A lot more. Yeah. yeah. Very Kevin Nash. I th- but yeah, I think that was like, I, I, I was, I won't say that's not who he is, but I definitely think he, he probably doesn't, it probably doesn't hurt that he did like a, a makeover, you know, because then he doesn't have to feel like he walks into the room and everybody looks at him and sees Joe Millionaire, mm-hmm. you know, like he can kind of separate himself from that image of like the tall construction worker who duped all these women and, you know, he can now be who he wants to be or at least live a life where that's not a judgment that he has to get all the time. So um, I feel bad for him in that way, but I'm happy that uh, he's managed to separate himself from the show in the way that he would like to. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he, he is who he wants to be. I think cause I read something where he like with the money he got, he bought his own like construction company Yeah, and he was, you know, his first job back, he was like so happy to just be like back in construction. He was like crying, like, this is where yeah. he should have been all the, all along. But I have uh, very little sympathy for Evan Marriott, for Joe Millionaire. Like, uh, I, I think that, um, like, I don't know what more he wanted out of the experience. Well, yeah, I agree. So it's not like one of those moments where they put money in front of him and also put morality right there and said, okay, pick one. And he went with the money. And like, you know, like I said, there's a lot of people who would because mm-hmm. he was only making $19,000 a year. So he's basically living in, in poverty at that point. Um, and so, yeah, you give him a, ch- a chance to change his life and he chose that. However, you know, it is at the cost of what ended up happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he took a risk and it paid off what it paid off. And so, yeah, I, you, I feel bad for him because of, I know how, like, how much long lasting turmoil he had to deal with. Like, this is 2003. They didn't have, like, psyche vows for people mm-hmm. who went on reality TV. Nobody was making sure he was okay. You know, nobody was making sure that this wasn't something that was tearing him apart. But at the same time, he knew at some point he knew what he was doing and what he was getting into, himself into. This is a consequence of his actions largely. So although we do have to sue Fox, we might not use him as a character witness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Rob, I am curious. You guys were on reality TV around the same time. Yes. Did you have any run-ins with either Evan or any of the ladies of Joe Millionaire? So, uh, I, yes, I did. Uh, I, I, yes. de- I definitely ran into Sarah from uh, Joe Millionaire a couple of times that she was sort of like uh, in Los Angeles around the same time uh, that I was. And so I, uh, r- you know, definitely like met her a, a couple of times. And then. Um, I, I did meet Evan Marriott uh, at least one time. Okay, what was yeah. he like? Um, about what you expect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That he was, uh, he, he was a um, supposed to. And I don't even remember if it actually ended up being in the movie, but he, uh, we got him for a day on the scorned uh and then but i think then there was like an issue with like the union and i think we didn't end up weren't able to end up shooting that day and i don't think he ended up ultimately uh being in the film so i did find an interview from sarah uh or at least some words from sarah it said the, the premise of the show was supposed to be a bunch of gold diggers learned to guy they're spooning over is actually poor um and um the winning woman would of course not care that he's broke and walk home away with half a million dollars each, you know, and none of the women could know about the prize money, but they did realize at a certain point that you received a gift of jewelry. Like we talked about, if you passed around, 
So considering that they weren't being compensated from actually appearing on the show, the necklaces themselves could have been motivated to try to get picked. So it also went along with the romance story BS. So it seemed like, like less like inappropriate that it was a scam and that there was no, you know, that there was prize money and that he didn't have money because they were like giving them jewelry as well. So the jewelry is kind of like the, mm-hmm. like, not the hush money, but like, you know, like yeah. the compensation. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, well, at least you got that. At Everybody least you got, got the diamond something. pendant. Yeah. Everybody got something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, look at the happy ending for Joe Millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Jason, anything else about Joe Millionaire? Uh, no, man. I think we're good. I think we uh, covered the good and bad uh, and the ugly. Okay. <laughs> Chappelle, what's coming up next in July? Well, we're running out of Joe shows here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we should wrap it up with The Average Joe, uh, a show that I do remember watching in the real time. Uh, I'd be happy to talk about it with you. I think it's less... Um, let, there's less uh, trickery involved in the in the average Joe, but it's still a good time. I've reached out to Jenny Autumn. I think she will be joining us for that. So we'll have Jenny back on. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the average Joe? Yes. Uh, I mean, I think the trickery comes in that uh, they didn't tell the average Joe they were going to bring in the studs. Mm-hmm. They had no clue that they were going to like the not so average ones were going to show up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is definitely one of those like, you know, somewhat in the vein of The Bachelor and Joe Millionaire. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, we it's a lot to cover and a lot to talk about. And I'm excited. Yeah. You know, um, there's really a lot of examination on these shows in like uh, between 2002 and 2005, 2006 of like, uh, what, what do women really value? Are, are women looking for somebody who's nice or somebody who's rich? Or somebody who's good looking, like, uh, like when women get the chance, like, uh, what are they really going to go for? Uh, uh, as Mel Gibson would say, what do women want? What do women want? What do women want? What do women want? And look uh, at the patriarchy all in these reality TV shows. Just rearing its ugly head. We're really gonna like uh, sit on a high horse and really, you know, uh, judge some women about uh, what they're choosing to do when they're on television. It was a pattern. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a pattern. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that. A lot of that. Like, we don't, we, I mean, there's very few shows that, I, I think we talked about this with like Beauty and the Geek of like, um, you know, uh, like, wh- is a guy going to pick money or is he going to pick a, uh, an attractive woman? Like, I, I don't even know if they, we've ever had that show. Yeah, it's like uh, on BoJack Horseman, they got the Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. That's pretty much what this is. Like, <laughs> women, what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's season after season after season. And I could probably write a dissertation about it. I think if I was going to go back to school, this could be something I could probably sink my teeth into because uh, it's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy going to pick uh, this woman who's very nice or money or this uh, supermodel? Like, uh, what's what's the show? Yeah, that's the, they had a formula that was working mm-hmm. and they just beat the hell out of that dead horse <laughs> mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But luckily, 20... 25 years later, we can talk about it. So about here it. we are. Okay. Jason, what's coming up for you? Um, not much. I will be uh, back with Mr. Chappelle tomorrow talking on post show recap theater about uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Yes. What year is that from? That's 95? in 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so just a wee lad. Going back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, this upcoming Wednesday, I'm on the Big Brother recap. Okay. All right, so uh, looking forward to that. Should be a fun one uh, coming up. 
on Wednesday. Uh, Jason, thank you for uh, watching uh, Joe Millionaire uh, with us. And where can people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. Okay. Chappelle, what if uh, we was, were going to reboot Joe Millionaire where we got like one of like uh, maybe some Twitter buy-in where that we uh, got you 18 million followers on, on Twitter okay. and then uh, then you would be a, a dating show where it's like, okay, this person is a big influencer. Uh, 18 million followers on Twitter. Uh, he's got uh, uh, 12 million followers on Instagram. What do you think? Isn't that... Isn't that Big Brother? Isn't mm-hmm. that the same show? Well, but, <laughs> but you're an influencer now. Like, uh, what is this for love or influence? Yeah, for for love or influence. What am I selling? Like flat tummy tea? Is that what we're yes, doing yes. here? Yes, when we're They're just like, oh, like, well, uh, oh, Chappelle, he's big influencer. Yes, I influence things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think we we have something to work with there. We, let, I don't mind working it out. Mm-hmm. Give me the followers, and we'll and we'll talk about it. Okay. All right, Chappelle, uh, what's coming up for you? Like Jason said, I'm hanging out with him, Mighty hanging Morgan out with Power you, Rangers. and then hanging out with you and Jenny Autumn next week. So, you know, it's not the slowest time of the year for me, mm-hmm. but I'm having a good time uh, popping into podcasts whenever I can. And I look forward to talking to you and Jenny um, for the next Rewind. Okay. If uh, you enjoy hearing talk about old TV shows, uh, I suggest you uh, flip over to Robin Akivanita podcast this week, where it was a little bit RHAP Rewind adjacent as uh, not a Jason Reed. Uh, we uh, talked about the show Cheaters, uh, watched an episode of Cheaters. That is one of my all-time favorites, uh, which uh, a lot of shenanigans going on on Cheaters. We love it. Never we once in the history of Cheaters did they ever find a couple... That the person was not cheating. Never once did they ever have a time when somebody said, you know what, I'm good. I'm going to pass on the confrontation. It was the same show every single time, and I loved it. Yeah. If uh, for if people are listening to this and they don't listen to Robin and Keefe a podcast, take a stab at it. That's what... Uh, <laughs> take a stab. That's right. <laughs> that's what Blind Date uh, definitely suggests. Yes. Uh, yes. Check it out. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. 